All right, welcome in. This is episode 35. That's right. Kevin Durant. Sounds right. <laughs> episode 35. Crew's all here. We also have a very special guest, which we'll introduce in just a second. But um, first off, Adam, I want to commend you for your um, house's cooling ability. I fully expected to come in here. Thanks. And blast you for how hot it is. I've had two AC guys come out this week just for this episode. So. It's good because it's, what, about 96 degrees yeah. here in the great state of Tennessee? Yeah, I'm going to so. need some donations. Uh, yeah, I'll be no passing kidding. the bucket here in a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's been mid-90s pretty much all week, and um, I must have some problems with the AC at our house because whatever we put it on, it's always about three to four degrees higher than that. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I mean, what, what do you guys set your thermostat on? Don't, don't ask me. I mean, it's, it's well. very pleasant here, so I want to know. Catherine well, controls our thermostat. I have no say over it. It's always around 69. Uh-huh. But we've had this same conversation. I don't know. I think this is the way air conditioning works. I believe when it intakes the air, it spits it out about 10 degrees cooler, right? Yeah, there's only so much it can do to cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, but her I'm, mentality is if it's too warm, she'll turn it down to like 50, thinking it's immediately going to start blowing 50 degree air. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And that just does, Timmy does the, way the same works. thing. Right. I'm just afraid it's going to blow the AC one day. Yeah. 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 All it's trying to do is make that temperature. It's not going to spit it out that temperature. This is a little mini public service announcement again. I yeah. Think. We do what we can. <laughs> but in any event, hope everyone's doing well. We've got an amazing episode for you guys today. In a minute, you may notice an additional um, deep voice in the show. That's going to be the voice of our special guest, Scott Batson. You'll learn more about Scott later in the episode, but uh, Scott runs Get Strong Ministries and is also a CrossFit coach at my gym. So, um, you know, hope you guys are ready to hear me gush about CrossFit for about 45 minutes. No, seriously, uh, there's so much more to what Scott does and just CrossFit, and I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. It's kind of a bittersweet day for me because um, it's sweet in the uh, fact that, you know, we've been wanting to have Scott on the show for a while now. We're excited he's here, but also kind of bitter for me because uh, I'm no longer the strongest member of the pod. So if you see me um, over here just looking very despondent, you'll you'll know why. Welcome to my world, Lance. Yeah. I'm usually sitting next to you, so they move you over and put an even bigger guy next to me. I'm feeling great right now. Right. A lot of po- yep. self-positivity going on over but here. But y'all go through the same barber, I'm That's guessing. That's right. So, yeah, uh, high and tight, baby. <laughs> so, Scott, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I hate to go back, but Lance, with your permission, can I go back and, yeah. and bring up something from the last episode? Maybe. Yeah, go ahead. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep it cut. quick, yeah. but uh, Scott, I don't know if you're familiar with that we had a cheeseburger eating competition. I did see that. Okay. <laughs> Which went just yeah, terribly. Well, <laughs> you know, in the middle of it is a lot different than when you go back and listen to actually what happened. So I just wanted to bring it back up and see if you guys could maybe debrief in hindsight on exactly what went wrong. I'm still not sure what went wrong. I, well, I still maintain that that was a Burger King burger at the last one. Though. Yeah. That's, that's the only one I was confident in. Yeah. I'm, com- I'm convinced there's a massive burger conspiracy. That's what I'm thinking. That they're all owned eventually by the same person, so they all will have the same ingredients. Everything trickles down. You know, they all yeah. use the same stuff. So yeah. I'm convinced that's why it tastes the same. Well, my favorite line was, I think, on the fourth cheeseburger when oh. Kyle, you could hear the confidence. Many times the confidence was <laughs> I coming through. got a beat on this one, boys. You're like, I got a beat on this burger, boys. That is a Sonic burger. <laughs> yeah. And on and the I'm, inside, right. knowing what it was, I mean, I, was, I had to hold it in. Yeah. And, and I you felt did a bad. good job of that. Look, I felt bad because I truly believed letting y'all guess together as a team that y'all would at least get three yeah. minimum. I, I wanted you to succeed. I don't think y'all believe me after your 0 for 6 uh, performance. But today, I'm gonna give, I've got a little goodie bag. I'm going to oh. give you guys one shot, <laughs> one burger. Oh, no. I want you guys – I want you to feel good about yourselves. Okay. How long the have world, these been sitting in your car? The world needs a win Since right now. Since the last podcast. Scott, if you eat cheeseburgers, 
You're doesn't, welcome to partake I'm and join go, the team. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, look at this man. He doesn't eat many cheeseburgers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if he does, they're vegan. Yeah. All right. So let me give you, this is going to be even easier. One cheeseburger from a fast food restaurant. It mm. was not any of the six that you ate last time. Okay. So it wasn't know. McDonald's. It, it wasn't a, Wendy's. It wasn't Sonic. It wasn't Hardee's. It wasn't, it's not cookout and it's not, what was the other one? Checkers. What about Arby's? Allegedly. <laughs> it's definitely not Arby's, Lance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Arby's all right. burgers. So I need you guys on your honor system here. Uh-huh. No blindfolds. Just close your eyes. Okay, I right. will hand you one. All, all right. right. I'm ready. This is one team effort, one the team. same burger. Same burger. Okay. We can do this. Again, guys. I'm trying to get you guys not, a victory. Not, not one we've done. This is not one you've done. Okay. Oh, God, I feel like you, you can com- like commence half, the eating. Half of a hamburger. You got a bead on it, Kyle? Man, it feels so steak and shake. Kyle, you need to lean into your microphone over oh, there. I'm I know you're, you're kicked back enjoying yeah. that burger. Culver's has a certain amount of shake. grease that I'm, I'm picking up on. And, um, I, yeah, I'm going to go Culver's. What so we've think? got a steak and shake. We've got a Culver's. Scott, what are you thinking? Tell us, tell us about that burger. I really don't want to skew the numbers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or take victory away from these men after Mm-mm. last week. So yeah, it's, really it's too good. It's too good for a steak and shake burger. That's all. Adam, I'm you're awfully good. Adam is awfully quiet. I wouldn't have said too good. I, I, I'm the Culver sounds pretty good. Of course, I think I, I named at least three Culvers last week. So <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> we're really pushing Culvers yeah. on this. But when's our sponsorship with Culvers coming through? Okay, so we've got a Culvers, two Culvers, and a steak and shake, mm. and a wise man who's declined to mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> It would be a Ryan move to get steak and shake because he knows we're going to guess Culver's because it's the more obvious one. You can open your eyes now, Kyle. You don't have the burger in your hand yeah. anymore. <laughs> I was dozing off. Sorry. I could tell. Yeah. Um, he thought we were playing Simon Says. Yeah, I'm sticking with the steak and shake. Not well, we got to have a team effort. Well, so it sounds two. like it's two to one yeah. with the Culver's. Gentlemen, you got yourself. Wait, what's, what's he going? Your very steak? first victory. Hey, hey, wait, but you said so. What? Wait, no. It's one Culver's. Yeah. It was two to oh, one. Yeah. Two Culver's to yeah. one steak and shake. How's it feel? Feels good. Suck well, on that, Kyle. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's a team victory, Lance. <laughs> Finally got a Culver's. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we got the pod started off. Did you right just go week. with Culver's because we guessed that three times? Because you already? guessed it twice, yeah. and I did think in the back of my mind, if they don't guess Culver's mm-hmm. this time, that'll yeah. be even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> third third <laughs> time's a charm. But I, t- I got to tell you, aside with Kyle on this, it tasted exactly the same mm-hmm. as the rest of them. They all taste the same, yeah. except for the Burger King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for it hardies. was hardies. It's definitely <laughs> harder than you think. It's yeah, hard. It's yeah. true. Sorry right. for the aside, Lance. No, Thank no, you. you're good. Mm-hmm. So, Thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah. I was kind of uh, hungry. As I mentioned, awesome show today. We're going to get into our interview with Scott here in just a second. And uh, first off, though, we're going to get into some dad dumps. So you guys ready? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's roll. Let's All right, fellas, it's time for Dad Dumps. And Scott, if you've never heard us do this before, this is just kind of an opportunity for us to talk about we're all dads and we like sharing in that brotherhood of being fathers. So um, this just kind of gives us an opportunity to talk about our kids and what kind of shenanigans they're getting into. So, um, guys, I'll go ahead and start it off. I used to talk about my son a lot, but today I'm going to talk about my daughter. Scott, I know you're a father. I know you told me the other day your kids are grown. So how many kids do you have and what are their ages? I have a 23-year-old son, mm-hmm. 18-year-old daughter. be 19 next month. Explains the hair loss. Yes, (laughs) yes, for sure. And I have a seven-month-old granddaughter. Oh, awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're on a different planet than we're on. I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so about my daughter named Theodora. She's uh, a little over two years old. 
And um, Theo and I bonded like I never imagined I would have the bond that I have like with my daughter. And it's such a cool bond. Like she, she always wants to cuddle with me and, and not mom. So she's definitely a daddy's girl. Oh, yeah, you rub that in, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, me and her just, you know, we get each other. We're, you know, we're, we're very tight. But uh, the problem here is is coming into how to punish her. <laughs> and I don't want to get into a whole debate about whether to spank or not to spank. I'll just go ahead and say we're, we're spankers in the Jones household. <laughs> I was Spare the rod. <laughs> I was spanked as a kid. I think I turned out pretty good. I mean, I have my own podcast now, so. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're spankers, and I find that I'm harder on my son than I am my daughter. And I try to balance that out, but it is just so hard sometimes because she's just so dadgum cute. Mm. And I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I try to spank her. I do spank her, but it's more of like a, a love pat. tap. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't get the full force of the spank, <laughs> so. So Kyle and, and Scott, you both have a son and a daughter, so you guys yep. will be able to weigh in on this. And I mean, is this something that I'm just going to have to deal with? Am I never going to be able to punish her? Well, here's my two cents on that. My daughter's the oldest, and I have the exact opposite feeling. I feel like I'm a little harder on her because mm, she's older, mm. not necessarily because it's a girl. Yeah. I think it's just that she's older and I she's expect older. more out of yeah. her. So I... I don't think it's as much a male-female thing, at least for me, as it is older versus younger. Yeah. That's my two cents. I catch myself all the time like, yeah, she needs a whooping for that. So I'll whoop her and then Jackson, he does the same thing. I'm like, uh, ah, you know. Doesn't, he doesn't know any better. He's just a little guy. He's learning, you know. So I think it's a, it's the age double standard, at least in my opinion. Y'all are making some big assumptions yeah. based on years of parenting <laughs> equals wisdom. But, That's what we're hoping. Yeah. yeah. So my son is older than my daughter. I would say I was definitely harder on my son. I think part of that, too, is just you have this expectation of the man that you want him to be. Mm-hmm. And so your daughter, you're kind of like, I don't really know what to do anyway. I really don't know what to do. And then part of me was like, you know what? I'll get the boy. You get the girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I had this deal with my wife. Like, I'll raise him. You raise her. And we'll just, like, call it even. We'll see who turns out best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have these parts. See you the have finish. those parts. Yeah. We'll just you take that. I'll right. just see yeah. the finish line. Exactly. Yeah. So how'd that no, work, that, how'd that 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 work out, Scott? Uh, well, it remains to be seen. But <laughs> I think it, the experiment we're continues. St- yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we're still married. The, the kids still speak to us. They come over on their own on their own free will. So I, I think it, I think it turned out. No, right. count that as a win. Did a good job. Yeah. Like a w. yeah, I would have taken that. You know, like middle school years. <laughs> yeah. I would have totally I hope to be saying that. those same words in <laughs> yes. ten years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll jump in there. I've, we've had an eventful week at the Binkley household. We usually try to get together and have a quote unquote planning session for the podcast. I didn't make the phone call and got a text from Brian, hey, are you ready? And I had to send the text, can't make the call, got a situation with my son. I'll just say I wasn't prepared for that picture you sent. Yes. My wife, who is a pediatric nurse, comes in and says, we've got a problem. When my wife leaves with that, it's not good. She's one to downplay things that happen, injuries, oh, it's fine. You know, I see this all the time. She said, you need to come in here. I go in and both kids are screaming and crying. And what had happened, Emery had decided it's a good idea. Now, I've set the scene for you. Both my kids are very small and petite. Emery's maybe 40 pounds. Jack's 20, 25 pounds at this point. Emery decides it's a good idea, and it's time now to give Jack a piggyback ride (laughs) on our hardwood floors. What resulted is he jumps up on her back. She's not prepared for the weight of it. They both go head first and land on the hardwood floor. Mm. Emery takes the lesser dive. She just kind of got just a little forehead red spot she turns and shows me jack and he has what i might describe as a golf ball protruding out of his head 
I mean, it's it's huge. I, if you would have told me it was growing a horn, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, it's about time for the horn to break through. Yeah. The boy got his first horn, so yeah. it was... It's a milestone. Uh, Proud yeah, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. And she's like, we're borderline needing to go to the hospital here. So she takes over that department when things like that happen. So she called the pediatrician. We spent the night every two hours checking on him while he's asleep. Just make sure there's a certain way this thing has to feel. For those that need to know if it, if it gets hard, it's an issue. If it gets really soft, it's an issue because it could be a fractured skull. So we spend the night trying to compare it to water balloon is what you compare it to so we spend the night poking our son's sleeping head to see if his knot is feels like a water balloon so, now did you have a water balloon next to you we did not i was kind of having to recall on my childhood i was rubbing in one hand what i thought a water balloon felt like and this, rubbing his head i was gonna say this might be the third episode in a row we talked about water balloons. <laughs> it could be <laughs> we could be becoming a, a water, obscure, water but... balloon podcast but yeah so Turns out it's fine. Went back down the next day, and he had a pretty nasty bruise. But, but expect, yeah, expect was, to get a call from DC. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, well, we can't go in public for two weeks because my kid's face is black. But it, it ended up okay. We we had a discussion about no more piggyback rides and until better. next week. When until they next week, it's the best, it's idea, it's ever the best idea ever. Oh, you, can just, you can just cover his face with a mask. Yeah, exactly. else does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would need a forehead mask for this. One. Like a Superman mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was my eventful week at the Pinkley household. Was dealing with a son that looked like a unicorn well let me give you all for mine let me give you a scenario and y'all can tell me what you think i should have done so picture yourself at soccer practice it's at the at the end i'm probably about 50 yards away and my oldest son is walking over to um, get his water bottle another kid on the team from what i perceive from afar and i wouldn't say meme kind of in a little kind of being a punk you know a little bit as Reed is bending down to get his water bottle, hmm. he kicks it. You know, just not far, yeah. just like, I mean, maybe two foot, just yeah. enough to kind of like irritate him. And Reed, if you know him, is a man of justice. <laughs> <laughs> and so he searches out the other kid's water bottle, picks it up, punts it like 20 yards. <laughs> And turns around and walks off. He's very oh, much man. an eye for an eye type. A kid after my yeah. own heart, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I watch all this. Uh, what do you? What would y'all? What would you do? What's the right or what would I do? Well, well take it either <laughs> any way you want, Kyle. Uh, I'm guessing the spoiler here is whatever you did was the wrong thing in Catherine's eyes. Actually, this is the first time she's hearing about it. Oh well, this <laughs> breaking, is news better, breaking news right here. Breaking news. Yeah. I'll go ahead and weigh in. You, yeah. Weigh I, in. I would say publicly, you kind of have to go up to him and be like, "Come on, read." can't do that but then when you are walking back to the court car and you're by yourself i'd be like you know what that was actually pretty funny but, <laughs> yeah. but seriously well you done. probably shouldn't do that yeah again. don't yeah. do that but i understand where you're coming that's probably the right response so what did you do mm-hmm. yeah i uh thought through it normally i think i would have said something just you know not in front of anybody but yeah. in the car ride home mm-hmm. but i thought you know what he's got to stand up for himself so yeah. i just let it go i didn't say a word <laughs> Here, here's that's how what I you know yeah that's that's what i think because here's here's now that i've thought about it there are bullies in this world and there are people that deal with bullies in that situation the kid started it yeah reed finished it yeah. so look hitler was a bully we knocked him off his block so oh, hitler reference that's yeah that, so, that, that'll keep the people so there's yeah, always yeah, a, there's a, just compared to this little kid to hitler yeah. <laughs> hey i'm sure he kicked somebody's water bottle when he was a kid he was probably a punk but no i think there's always got to be people in the world set people straight did you, did, you laugh? Job, did you laugh when you saw it happen? Because I, I think I would have had to. 
Well, I didn't. I don't know that I laughed. I was just thinking like. I was just processing the whole thing. Yeah. Am I, are you going to have to intervene? Is this, you know, yeah. him kicking the water bottle going to escalate to yeah. something else? So I was kind of watching all that. <laughs> but as soon as he started walking back, I did kind of laugh a little yeah. bit. I was like, well, you know what? I bet the kid thinks twice so about him. kicking his water bottle yeah. again. It probably won't happen again. Yep. I love it. Uh, well, mine, mine's pretty quick. I got a little bit of a victory in the, in the Ray house over here. So my daughter, who's nine, can read pretty well, but as – the rest of us, she doesn't really like to. She'd much rather be on an iPad. It's an American so, tradition. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a tradition for me. I mean, she reads more than I do, that's for sure. A few days ago, I said, I'll tell you what. For And, and you know, she's got tons of little books. I said, for every book you read, I'll give you a dollar. She's like, all right. I mean, cause, you know, she's always wanting stuff. And I'm like, well, if you give me your money, you, you can buy whatever you want. I don't care. And uh, she immediately ran to her room and pulled out this huge book. She's like, I got to read all this book. I was like, no. I said, I'll tell you what, if you read every two chapters, I'll give you a dollar. And so we worked the whole thing out. By the end of the day, I paid her like two or three bucks. So, I mean, it, you know, it's a small victory yeah. in my mind to yeah. her. It's like, hey, this is a great way to make money. Now, did you make yeah. her write a book report to make sure there was comprehension involved? Uh, it's interesting you said that. So Julia hears this and she chimes in, hey, I'll double that. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait. She said, if you'll write a one-page report on the book you read, then I'll give you a dollar also. She has not done that yet. <laughs> You're waiting on that. <laughs> well, Still waiting know, on that report. Baby step. But she's yeah. on the honor system, I yeah. believe. Julia even took a picture of her sitting on the toilet reading a book. <laughs> so that was brilliant. <laughs> also an American tradition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that was our best one yet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Scott Batson is here. He's our special guest, and uh, he's going to tell us about Get Strong Ministries. And Scott is also a CrossFit coach at CrossFit Hendersonville. Now, Scott, I was actually going down the, a rabbit hole yesterday on CrossFit Hendersonville's YouTube page and came across a video that you had done, mm. I don't know, probably six or seven years ago. It was kind of like quick bio about you. And I found a little bit of a, a nugget of information about you. So give me one second here. We've got props. For those listening at home or oh, in your yes. car. So Scott, from what I heard, you have an extreme love for cookies <laughs> and you can eat an enormous quantities of cookies in yeah. one sitting. Excellent. So is this any kind of cookies or does it, does it matter? And, and how many cookies can you eat in one setting? Like right right now, it's those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Those specific ones. So yeah. Instead of how much you bench, it's how much you eat cookies. Yeah, right. all so Ryan, pro. give a visual on what, what's Well, Lance has just here. laid down a plate in front of Scott of, I would say, a 12 to 16 cookies. These are larger the than The big your, cookies. These yeah. are larger than these your the average yeah. uh, chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, for sure. They look like the ones that in your cafeteria at school that are slightly undercooked. <laughs> which are perfect. <laughs> they're perfect. Yeah, that's the best kind. They just need a piece of saran wrap around them. Yeah, yeah, gooey and perfect. And some lunch lady garden them for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Can we? Can I partake in these as well? Yeah. Oh, or is these all we're, for Scott? We're taking them down. They're just props. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna pause yeah. this so we can all eat cookies. Yeah, and you've heard you know you've heard of gluten free cookies. These are COVID free cookies. No, no, no COVID no on them. So. Yeah. And they fun were, fact, they just came out of the oven. Oh, so I think there were some listeners out there just thinking. I, I would like to hear them chewing the microphone. Yeah, some more, some more. We heard a cheeseburger. We want to hear a cookie. But in any event, so. Um, feel free to pass yeah. one down, Ryan. Feel free to uh, until you do. partake in the cookies. By the way, also for a visual, yeah, you could have told me he was addicted to anything but cookies, and I might have believed it. Right. Because <laughs> there mean, again, you look at the man, it doesn't I mean, look like he's had a lot of sugar in his life. <laughs> I'm in recovery. <laughs> That's what it is. We'll all suffer from something. That's right. Hmm. 
So, uh, Scott, just thanks for being here today. We're, we're glad to have you on the show. And um, we know you, you coach at CrossFit Hendersonville, and you're going to tell us about Get Strong Ministries. From what I can tell, you you started CrossFit, what, 2012, 2013, something like that? Yep. So what was uh, what was Scott doing, you know, before you found CrossFit and before Get Strong Ministries? Well, I'd gotten pretty fat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> eat, eating cookies, I guess. I knew um, I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, you know, well, I guess I'll go run. You know, that's what you do. You get fat, you go run, and get skinny again like if you're gonna if you're gonna be skinny you do what skinny people do so i never i didn't see too many fat people running so i thought that was a good thing to do so i actually ran uh the country music marathon one year did you enjoy running because people are like man i just get so high off running or it sucks i hate hate it every second of it still do (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i hated being fat more so it was just easier to lesser of two evils i'll run yeah Yeah. and so i was doing that and i watched i was actually watching espn uh, one day and had the CrossFit games on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, those guys are like, I would love to look like yeah. that. Yeah. It's kind of about the time it started exploding, right yeah. around 2010, 11, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. So I, I just Googled CrossFit and there's one in Hendersonville and I actually knew Ryan, one of the owners, uh, played softball with him for a lot of years and started up and never looked back. Coach started coaching the year, the following year. So it's been. So, so talk about like that transition of of how I guess CrossFit morphed into more than just working out and and into Get Strong Ministries. Yeah, so so Ryan and Lindsay, the, the owners of CrossFit Hendersonville, have always done a good job of making sure Christ was first in our gym, and so it was. It's been a, a ministry for them from the beginning, and uh, that was very obvious, even in the way that they chose their coaches. And so I'd been I'd been discipling men since about. 2009 Um, and so that was something that was important to me and they gave me a platform and some influence by asking me to coach to to disciple in our gym so instead of trying to take a a group of guys from a church and get them to go be intentional about discipleship I got to do it with a group of guys in the gym with all these diverse backgrounds and different jobs and different you know religious beliefs and all these different things and so it was a really cool um, experience to do that and then uh, just being able to coach like I enjoyed you know investing in people and caring about people and and just making that a like a personal ministry for me and so did that for years and um, we had a small group together with some couples in the gym and we read a book called the circle maker and it was about circling your uh, circling your prayers and so we just started praying about like I had been to Nicaragua with my church and I just started praying. I was like, Lord, is it like I had a they gave us a rock and so we had we all everybody had their own rock and you just write those prayers on the rock. It's like what is that thing that you can't accomplish on your own, that you need God's help to accomplish it? And I uh, I wrote Nicaragua and a question mark and even know what to call it. And so I just started praying about it. I was like, Lord, do you want me to go? Like, do you want me to quit my job and go? And then it quickly turned into, okay, do you want me, do you not want me to go? Like, I need you to start closing some doors. <laughs> yeah. this, this is getting serious. Getting like, hurry, yeah. like, there's some flights, but yeah. should I take one of those right. flights? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And well, so, well, let me ask you that, just kind of yeah. to back up just a little bit. The gym is one of those places, it's almost kind of like, not to draw parallels, but it's kind of like the bar. It's kind of maybe one of those places mm-hmm. you go into. It's the last place you're expecting mm-hmm. a Christ-like atmosphere. So I'm assuming that everybody that would come into that gym didn't know, hey, I'm here for the CrossFit, didn't really have an idea that there was a Christ-centered thing with it. Mm-hmm. So 
kind of talk a little bit about what it's like to to see people from the outside that may not have that relationship that hey i just want to come in here and look awesome when i go to the lake yeah as and that morph into i'm sure there's people you've seen that's morphed into having a relationship with christ talk a little bit about that yeah, so if you come, that brings a lot of people in the door. Yeah, you know, that, like yeah, everybody wants to look good at the lake. That's what keeps me coming in the door. Right? <laughs> yeah. right. I just got to yeah. get a boat now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd you say the lake was? Yeah. <laughs> um, but what happens over over time is you have relationship with those people, and then and then you know life happens to people, and they they're like, hey, and you can tell like somebody's down. Like I know you're something's not right with you today. And so it's like, hey, you're, you're good. And, and, you know, there's this opportunity to say, hey, well, I'll, I'll pray for you on that. And then the next time they're like, hey, can you pray for me again? Or yeah. you know, it's just like this very natural way to connect with people where it's not like you're trying to push, you know, God in their face. You're just you're just walking beside them. Right. And helping them accomplish. They trust you because you've helped them with their physical goals and they've confided in you and they've, you know, they've been vulnerable with you with their, you know, like. And don't like the way I look, you know. They've shared their kind of emotional stuff with you sometimes, right. and so it just creates a, a real natural bond to do that. I think a lot of times the best way to, to get to people's core and their and what's in their soul is they have to become vulnerable. And I, I reading through a lot of Lance had sent us some of your stuff and some of your blogs and stuff, and it was kind of I kind of felt like that was hey we're here to work out and and get in shape, but it's more about getting the soul in shape and therapy and it's like it comes people's therapy working out and mm-hmm. and connecting with people through that so when you're coaching i mean obviously people are thinking you, you've got the workout you know it like the back of your hand you know how to lead people through it but i mean the discipleship part you got to be mentally ready for that as well like prepared and ready to be intentional about it can you talk a little bit about that and i mean what what do you yeah. do for that aspect yeah. so i had i had a man in 2006 i guess that asked me he said hey i'm going to take a group of men through a year-long process we're going to read a book every month and there's going to be homework attached to that book and i was like uh. <laughs> uh, you, know, you, you guys again? talked about Would your love reaction to like, yeah. <laughs> so let me count there's 12 months yeah. a year we're going to read a book every month yeah. that's 12 books and there cliff notes available is like, this like cat in the hat we're reading right. yeah. <laughs> green eggs and ham <laughs> like the whole book we're reading. Yeah. <laughs> um and so that process changed my life and so that that's when my relationship with Christ I felt like came like I knew how to be a better dad I knew how to be a godly man at work I knew how to uh, be a better husband I knew how I needed to lead in other parts of my life and so I wanted to do that I was like this is this is what we're missing in church because I grew up in church fell a long way away from church and and didn't want anything to do with it and so um, it took a some serious marital difficulty for me to come back and say, okay, I'm, we got to get our stuff together here. And so that happened almost immediately after that. And so, uh, so to be able to, to do that for somebody else and teach them how to like, this is how you do it. Like when you wake up tomorrow, this is what needs to be different. You know, this is how we're going to do that. And so we have a, I don't want to call it a curriculum. It's not really a curriculum, but, uh, so thing called David's men and so we used different topics we talked about money fatherhood you know all the 12 different topics prayer spiritual disciplines and then there was a homework assignment tied to it now I'm taking guys through the Bible Uh, so instead of reading those other books we're just reading through we're not reading the entire Bible but we're reading the big chunks of that and that's something that our pastor 
uh, Robbie Gallaudet at Long Hollow has has done. It's called F260, so it's 260 passages through the Bible, and then we journal on that. So if we if we discipled together for a year, you'd have 52 journals of I read this and this is how I'm going to apply it to my life. And so over time, that you know God's word, you applying it to your life every week for a year is going to change you. Yeah. Something you talked about just briefly there for a second, I think is a good point to touch on. A lot of times as a man, and, and we've seen it probably in our groups, um, we have those moments where we feel like we're you know, very spiritually connected to Christ and to other friends that are in that same. But, but for those guys that may be coming to the gym or somebody you work with, it can be extremely intimidating to see somebody that looks like they're in tune with what with christ and you look at that person almost with a little envy like man this guy he's got his whole life figured out Mm -hmm. that's something i can't attain and i can't even really be friends with him or connect with him because i'm over here having problems with my marriage or Mm -hmm. i'm dealing with addiction or whatever's going on in my life whatever struggle you're having i just can't I'll never be that guy, and I can't even be friends with that guy. Talk a little bit about that, sort of the background part of it. Like, hey, your life's not always been perfect. You had that kind of aha moment where it kind of turned your path, it sounds like, and you got on a different plane with your spiritual mm-hmm. life. Yeah, so I'll spare some of the details, but sure. <laughs> but uh, for uh, I'm not sure what your audience is like. but uh, We don't uh, know either. We've got an audience. Yeah, yeah. People listen. We just don't know what they're like. <laughs> So I had my wife and I have been were separated twice. She, for good reason, threw me out. Um, let me come back. So it was close to Christmas. You know, it was like <laughs> I think we can do this. And yeah. then once Christmas was over, I was like I don't think we can do it. <laughs> the Christmas <laughs> so, spirit is so, left. Yeah, Get out. Right, yeah. And you're, and you're leaving with it. <laughs> and so, uh, and so we left again. And so there, that you know, that was the point where I, I literally pulled over on the side of the road. Do you say you're from Robertson County? Yes. Okay. Huh? So I lived in Greenbrier at the time, yeah. coming down the ridge, born and raised, past Baker's Market. Yep. Which used to be my last beer stop on the way up. That the was the only beer yeah. stop because you couldn't. <laughs> right. Nobody that's had it. beer in Greenbrier. I mean, yeah. yeah. Somebody told me that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> you can start to see the yeah. genesis of some of these yeah. issues, right? I've heard, so, I've heard this story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I pulled over Baker's Market and I said, "All right, God, if you're real, I need you to make me different." And because I wanted to be a different man, I didn't want to do things because I was supposed to. Like I wanted to want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted that desire to be in me. And so I just begged God to change my heart. And um, and so I would stop on my way to work at Parkway Baptist Church. We've got a little prayer room in there. That's where we were. my wife and I were married. And I would go in there, get on my knees, and just beg God to make me different. And he did. And so my wife started to see, like, okay, he's not just, it's not just lip service anymore. He's doing it. And so we started to go, uh, started to go to church together. And then long, not long after that, that man asked me, he said, I want you to, Todd Cox, the guy that had, has mentored me, he said, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this discipleship process, and I'd like for you to be a part of it if you're interested. And so that was when I remember sitting in church thinking, if these people knew how I live, they would throw me out of here so fast. <laughs> you always kind of looking around yeah. like, um, yeah, I felt does like anybody know in here? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I'm never going to be like them. Like, yeah. I'm never going to have it together like that. I've got, it seems so uh, impossible to get to any point of normalcy at that point in my life. And so, you know, God's been super faithful just to, just to walk me through that a little bit at a time. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's, what's both encouraging and also a little frustrating is that probably every one of those people feel the exact same way about the rest of them. Right. Like if they only knew yeah. how screwed up I was. Yeah. That's kind of the the point of church. You know, we I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but we all walk in with our cloaks on. Of, oh, we're doing great. And I've got everything. Family's perfect. The job's perfect. Everything's perfect. And then you just, you know, you go home and you crash. But, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting that you had that point of view because I'm sure they had, they – they weren't perfect either. I'm well, in leading men, even 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 when they finished that year long process, you know, I had last year our discipleship group. We met for about a year and a half, and we memorized the Sermon on the Mount, so Matthew five, six, and seven, and um, and and these guys were solid. And so I'm doing a follow up group with, and one of those guys is in this follow up group, and it's just like a group of men who were leading. It's like let's just encourage each other, help each other. And this guy says, you know, he says, I just don't know if I'm ready yet. And I said, okay, let me let me say this to you in a different way. So if I told you there was a guy that wanted to disciple you, and he'd been he'd been reading his Bible, journaling, you know, writing down life application in his journal for a year and a half, he'd memorized the Sermon on the Mount. Would you think that that dude's qualified to maybe lead some men? And he'd be like, yeah. Like, oh, that's you, man. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> but, I just introduced you to yourself. Yeah, right. But even after that, it's like we still, because we know ourselves, mm-hmm. we still think, I'm just not good enough yet. Yep. And um, that's just a huge stumble block, I think, especially for men. For men, it is so difficult sometimes to put yourself in a leadership role, especially spiritually, because you go, man, I like driving here, cuss the guy that cut me <laughs> right. off, so I'm probably not the guy for this job. And you, you sell yourself short. When the fact is, like Adam said, not to get off on a tangent, you, you look at the Bible and, and the men that Christ picked to be his disciples were failures. I yeah. mean, all of them at, at, at different points in their life yeah. not only failed before, but failed during Christ, with Christ, and failed after You know, he, he set them on their path. So as men, we have to look to that and say, look, the, literally the Savior picked these 12 guys. And there, I guarantee you when you read it, you can relate to one of them. Yeah. Everybody can relate to one, if not more of them. So, you know, kind of like that guy. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm always guilty of saying I don't have enough time, right. you know, to put in the effort. Like I'm, I'm doing as well as I can just to get like from the next day to the next day, just with two kids and one with medical issues. And I'll, I always push everything off because I'm like, I don't got time. I don't have time, but I feel like I'm just kind of using it as a crutch. Um, so yeah, what's the phrase? Sweating like a whore in church? Is, I'm, I guess I'm kind of feeling like that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After hearing Scott's, uh, Scott's testimony there. Well, and you know, a lot of times something, and I've talked to Ryan about it and, and Adam too, I think, maybe. Being a spiritual leader doesn't mean you've got to be your, you know, you look up at your preacher on Sundays and like, man, that dude is just lit on fire. I wish I, you know, I wish I had that in me to stand up in front of a thousand people or whatever, five people even, and just, you know, preach the word and all that. But in reality, his job is no more important than your job getting up every day being in front of your kids and your wife being a spiritual mm-hmm. leader. And that's that's where you know, I think our biggest job is starts if we do it in the home, you'll do it in the workplace, you'll do it at the gym. And, you know, that's that's where it has to start in my opinion. Well and also you I think we're called to lead by example. You know, I, I, I keep that phrase in my mind all the time. It's like, well, you know, you can tell somebody, I can tell my kids how to do something, but I can't tell them to get off their iPads if I don't get off my phone. Right. You yeah. know, I have to yeah. lead by example yeah. by saying, okay, I'm going to put my phone down for the next couple of hours. I want you mm-hmm. to do the same thing. Let's go do something else. Yeah. So same yeah. thing with, with, you know, modeling 
Christ's behavior to others, you don't have to preach to them. You can just show them you yep. know, your love for them. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are kind of dancing around a question that was in my head for you, Scott. Like during your transformation, I mean, your kids, if I'm doing the math correctly, were somewhere like seven to ten years old. Yeah, my son was five. My daughter was just born. Okay, I was a little off my math. We're not a math yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess hey, Daniel's yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel was a math guy. <laughs> so I would say, especially for your five-year-old, your son, it had mm-hmm. to have changed the way you interacted with him or how intentional you were about his spiritual development. So can you just walk through that? Yeah, I think, uh, well, there was no spiritual development until five, until he was five. I remember my wife telling me one time, I was, when the first time she threw me out, I was like, well, what are we going to tell Cole, you know, my son? I was like, what are we going to tell him? Like, why am I, why I'm gone? Mm-hmm. And she said, you're always gone. He's not going to know. Mm-hmm. He's not going to know the yeah. difference in that. Like, like even now I get yeah. chill bumps yeah. to think. That was Gosh. a knife straight through the heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause I knew yeah. she was right. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. that was the worst part. But I think the thing that I learned was that, I mean, your kids know you're not perfect, right? If anybody mm-hmm. knows that you're not perfect, it's your wife and your kids. And so, but they also know, especially kids, like if it's important to dad, it's important. You know, yep. dad's busy. He's got an important job. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's, he's dad. And so if, if, if it's important for me to read my Bible and for, for me to pray about things when they come up and to do that in a way that shows that that's part of our life, not just before we eat, um, especially those, those cookies. Yeah, boy, they're we just probably, lingering right there. We probably right should pray. For yeah, we, <laughs> we might have to take a time out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then it's going to be important to them. So I, th- I, think, I think you hit it, Adam, is it. You know, it's it's we've got to model it, especially for our kids. Mm-hmm. Even going beyond the spiritual aspects of it, that you know, teaching your kids how to manage their money, teaching your yeah. kids how to treat other people with respect, tra- teaching your kids how to react in a situation, kick mm-hmm. the other kid's water bottle. When you kick it, kick it hard. <laughs> yeah, make it, make it count. Yeah, make it count. If you're gonna do it, make it count. But uh, you know, that's every aspect of life. It's yeah. What's that old saying? Monkey see, monkey do. Man, I, I, I me and my wife laugh about that all the time because. My six-year-old to do something outlandish, and here comes the two-year-old that drops everything he's doing to do exactly what she's doing. We're trying to ingrain into her, like, hey, just so you know, he's watching. But yeah. oh, so Scott, going back to um, you know when you were praying about Nicaragua and you know waiting for a sign from God. Now, obviously, you eventually you got that sign, and so talk about you spoiler know, alert. He got, yeah, the yeah. he got the sign. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if there's no sign at all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, you got that sign. And um, so, talk about Get Strong Ministries. Um, you know, what exactly Get Strong Ministry does? What's the mission there? Yeah. First, f- before we start that, yeah. where did Nicaragua come from? What was the genesis of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in 2009, went with a group of men from my church from Long Hollow. We went to, we went to Nicaragua. Okay. We went backpacking and did an evangelistic film. I'd never been camping before. <laughs> and I when you remember, go camping, you want to go the first time to Nicaragua, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Why Don't try you, your local state you park. Do? Go yeah. straight to Nicaragua. And so I remember laying in the ground, thinking, "God, if I get out of here, I'm never coming back." <laughs> <to this place." laughs> yeah. And surely the Lord was laughing, but I was like, "Man, get me out of here!" Uh, so that's that was it. So I went in 2009. We ended up playing baseball there. I played baseball growing up, and um, we went back. The next year and played baseball because we could reach the men mm-hmm. and um the women and the kids would come to the movie the men would stay in the back and so we played baseball one day and all the men took off work and came and played baseball with us and so i, w- I went back 
two times a year. I'd go backpacking one year or one time a year and play baseball the other time. Yeah. And I was trying to get rid of that backpacking deal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, guys, you know? this baseball thing's really yeah. working yeah. down here. Yeah. <laughs> so my, uh, my kind of deal with God was if somebody wants to go, I'll go. But for the record, I don't want to go. <laughs> and every year, somebody would come and be like, hey, are you doing that backpacking trip again? I'm like, yeah, man, you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Have you heard about, about baseball, though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah, so that's how that's why Nicaragua. Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead, Lance. I didn't mean to steal your thing. Oh, I just kinda yet. you know, wanted to hear about Ogatal, right? Is yeah. that how you said? Okay. Yeah, Ogatal. So you know what exactly gets strong does down there. So I have I've been playing baseball there. There's a baseball ministry that goes there, full count. Great friends of ours. And then the missionary that I was going with. Well, I knew I didn't want to lead backpacking trips. There was already <laughs> baseball going, so I was like, Lord, I'll go, but what am I gonna do? Hmm. You know, I'm just gonna go to Nicaragua and just start Telling people about Jesus in Spanish. I mean, what what, 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 are, what are we gonna do? Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. And so, um, and so, clear as clear as day. One morning, um, it was like, I want you to go over there and do what you're doing here, and it's coach CrossFit and disciple men. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, um, so I started praying about this in January of 2014. I quit my job in October. 2014 so it happened fast mm-hmm. um and so we went over we started working out in my backyard started carrying weights over in our suitcases 50 pounds at a time and our <laughs> check bag like, what, uh, what yeah. you got going on they're there? like ah, they know me now they're <laughs> yeah, like yeah, hey, yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah, come on yeah, you're good um and so we've been taking weights over for the last six years mm-hmm. wow 50 pounds at a time oh, wow. one That's checked bag cool. at a time and so that uh, first couple workouts was pretty light yeah it was like a lot of push-ups <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. it's run again you know like yeah. air squats how'd you get the rack over is what i want to know yeah. so we had <laughs> we had a uh we had a welder build it for us nice. local, 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 yeah. 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 that's go. awesome so yeah that was that was much easier than trying to carry that stuff over does rogue not ship to nicaragua they <laughs> nobody ships <laughs> to where we are in nicaragua no prime now no two day on that no no <laughs> Our address uh-huh. is to the to the house we live in is two blocks south of where the lumber yard used to be. <laughs> so well, when you awesome. got to give that, it's yeah. like, do you have a pen? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You pass the big tree. Yeah. So so no, they don't deliver. Uh, so there. what when you first come up with this idea and you head over there with your first weight? Mm-hmm. You just show up and like, you know, yeah. I can't imagine there's a big CrossFit culture. Correct. They, so I've never heard of yeah, it. Yeah. What's this guy doing? This barbell thing. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing? So there was a gym close to the house I was staying in, and so I did. I was like, well, I guess I'll go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. That seems like a natural place to start. And so I talked to the to the gym manager about what it would cost to work out, and you know, this I'm coming, you know, once a month, and never mentioned anything about. Yeah. You know, I'm a missionary. You know, yeah. like, I'm sure she didn't figure that out right. from the bald white dude <laughs> yeah. in the middle of Nicaragua. Oh, like, yeah, you're right. oh, you're not Vac- from here. Vacation. Yeah. 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 I was talking to her about CrossFit. I said, have you guys ever heard of CrossFit? She's like, well, I've never heard of that. And this guy kind of walks over, and he's kind of, I could tell he's kind of listening in. And so I explained it, and I said, you want to you do a CrossFit workout? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so we did, it was seven minutes of three deadlifts, and three push-ups and then six deadlifts six push-ups and you just go up by three until the seven minutes is up mm-hmm. and so he comes out like a banshee you know like wide open <laughs> yeah. like seven minutes that's yeah. it and I'm like yeah that's it and so but he loved it like yeah. he yeah. was dying at the end like on the floor about to die and he loved it and so every time i would come back he would he would come work out with us yeah. and so we were just working out in the backyard 
And that guy now, six years later, he accepted Christ while I was there. I got to baptize him. Wow. And he is leading our ministry in Nicaragua. He's learned English, so he's our translator. He lives in our house, and he manages the gym. He's a head coach in the gym that we have. Isn't that wild, man? The first guy I met yeah. while it's I was crazy. there. Ends yeah. up kind of being your connection to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His name is Alex. He's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable Be careful guy. what you pray for. You might get an answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously your beginning, kind of the phases you went through and kind of where you stand now mm-hmm. and, and what's going on with the ministry part of it. Yeah. So our mission has always been discipleship, and so that's our that's our platform. And so we want people to come, uh, even the guys that came and worked out in the backyard. It's like we're gonna we're gonna hang out afterward, have a Bible study. If you guys want to stay, if you don't right. want to stay, fine. Right. Work yeah. out with us next time. Uh, and so we tried to make that a very natural process. And so we went from working out in our backyard. We bought a house, uh, or we rent a house now another story similar to that one how we got into the house uh, started working out in that backyard and then uh, the next year I was like okay if we're gonna do this let's let's get a gym let's find a spot and so uh, we found a spot a couple of blocks from our house and um, so we've been there for about two and a half years in that gym and so we have three or four discipleship groups that are meeting in the gym, either after class, before class, on the weekends. And so our coaches now are leading those leading those discipleship groups. So I got to disciple them, and mm-hmm. now they each have, yeah. have other groups. And so that was, I mean, that's how you draw it up. Like right. it didn't always work that right. way. And, yeah. and it hasn't been perfect by right. a long shot. Right. Um, but, but that's kind of been our phases. So it was backyard, we get our own place, uh, we get our own gym. And so now I have this this huge vision of what we I think we can be, and what I hope we will be. COVID's obviously thrown some yeah, curveballs yeah. in in some of that, but um, how much time do you spend here, and how much time do you spend down there? Kind of what's your what's your schedule of life like? Yeah, so we're my wife and I, Christy, we are in Nicaragua about ten days a month, and then we're here the here the rest of the month. So we're we're taking teams from the U.S. over there every month. Sometimes it's two or three weeks in a row and then we're home for two or three weeks and sometimes it's right you know quick turnaround yeah. home for a week or 10 days but it's averaging about 12 trips a year wow. wow and we'll have anywhere from five to seven to 15 people on those trips and yeah. they're from coming from all over the country people will message me on instagram and say hey, i didn't know i could do crossfit and ministry together what are your trip dates and they'll meet me at the airport in nicaragua wow. sight unseen That's like awesome, I, yeah man. it's amazing how brave people are yeah, yeah. Seriously. we'll call it brave yeah. <laughs> yeah sure i'll go down there and work out with mr clean he looks yeah. like a nice guy <laughs> right. yeah. oh in nicaragua where is that again? yeah, yeah. Uh, well how i mean you, you brought it up but how obviously covid has affected everything yeah period yeah. how has that affected you guys are, i mean are you still doing going once a month or has that been scaled back yeah so we were there um in march kind of when everything went haywire here and we had to come back. They started closing borders and some of that. And right. So, so Christy and I had to come back. We had a team with us down there. We had two more scheduled to come. We had three new coaches that were about to start, and there was a gym, uh, CrossFit Ergon in Clarksville, mm-hmm. and a team from our gym was going to come and train our new coaches. And so we had to we had to punt that and come back home, which was heart wrenching for me because I was so excited about yeah. this, you know, kind of wave of new people and. We had found the most solid believers in the gym and said, "All right, we're going to teach you how to coach." You know, yeah, like, let's, right. let's go that way. And um, and so we came back in March, and we have not been able to go back. Mm. Uh, so we've been home 
they have done ministry in Nicaragua just very similar to how we have here. We've done things for the, you know, for first responders and with churches and just trying to support the community the best we can. And um, the gym opened back up three weeks ago in Nicaragua, and so they're back up to probably 60% capacity. And we're scheduled to get to go back in August, but we'll see. They yeah. told us May, then they said June, then they said July, and now they're saying August. So yeah. we're hoping that, that that will happen. Have you been able to kind of communicate with people down there? I know what's the infrastructure like yeah. as far as trying to know everybody's Zoom meetings and Skypes. Is yeah. that really something that's feasible for you to do with them? So or? I do that with our staff there, yeah. but I, but with the people in Nicaragua, there's, there's no just communication. Not, yeah, Some Facebook messages here and there and mm-hmm. just trying to stay – yeah. stay connected but the cool things i had I, in april i was i've had probably three or four pretty good pity parties during this whole thing <laughs> um and during one of those uh there's a guy from the gym that had been coming to our bible studies and we've been we've been doing like a men's leadership group just talking about you know our responsibility just as men in general not even christian men and uh he he sent me a message on facebook and say hey i just want you to know that you know, I was laying in my bed last night, and uh, you know, I re- remembered some of the things that you talked about. And he said, "I gave gave my life to Jesus last night." And he said, "Thank you for bringing the gospel to to my country and to my people." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay uh, Lord, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. man. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, work this out." You know? Yeah, you know. So it's we've seen God's faithfulness even in the middle of not being able right. to. To tangibly be there or right. physically be there. So, so you left us like on a cliffhanger a minute ago. You mentioned <laughs> oh. like the future and your face lit up. I yeah, can see you feel excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Kind of leaned yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you did. You yeah. left me wanting more. Yeah. Okay, can you good. give me any more? So right now we're in what's considered the worst neighborhood in in Okotol. I'm curious, is what's the size of this city? I mean, uh, there are probably forty five thousand okay. people there right. or so, um, and so. We've got a we've got some land with nothing on it in the middle of the city, and so my dream is to have our own house to build a house for teams to come. The house we are in now is fabulous, but it's it's like your house. The toilet, the sink, and the shower are in the bathroom. So if right if you're brushing your teeth, I can't go to the bathroom. Right, like you right. would prefer that I didn't yeah. do that while you, you were could, brushing your teeth. You could, but it would probably not be yeah yeah socially <laughs> right. acceptable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, so we'd set it up a little bit differently, and then we're growing out. We were growing out of the gym, so we had over a hundred people a day coming to the gym. I was curious about in, that in, yeah. in Nicaragua, and so we're we're capped. Like we can't. It wouldn't matter how much equipment we had because we don't have the space right. for everyone. Wow. And so, building a big facility. And so one of one of the things that I that I have that I wrote on my rock again this year because we do that every year now is growth and it was like lord where am i going to grow when you can't go anywhere right and um like one day it was again very clear growing okatol and so if we build this big facility we can have gym owners from all over nicaragua come so we bring these u.s trainers in Mm -hmm. these you know big name people you know that know about all this different stuff and then the coaches from these other gyms come from all over the country we've got a place to house them and we teach them how to coach and how to disciple in their gym. And then they go back to their gym, and now we've replicated right. in a place without having to start another gym, yeah. and we don't have to start humping 
50 pounds at a time yeah. to another place. Yeah. You know, you're basically starting CrossFit sleeper sales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty ba- cool. Basically that. Yeah. And so, uh, so what is their kind of workout culture there? It's just, it's kind of in my mind. Now this, that's a worked place I granted, but it's like a, all their gyms are this Rocky Balboa setup where it's very old school. They don't yeah. have a lot to work with. Yeah. And this, my imagination says they see they hear about this probably a word of mouth thing in kind of their workout community like what in the world is this crossfit going Mm -hmm. on and they're naturally attracted i mean the the whole idea that's wild anyways like a mission being you know around crossfit and working out Mm -hmm. but apparently it's like moss to a flame in this situation in that community Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's very the the gym that I was telling you about that I went to the first time. It was like, okay, these plates fit this bar, but not those. You know, right. those don't fit this right. one. You know, and you have to put the you know put this underneath that bench because if you do, when the weight goes on, it's going to collapse. Right. You know, it's like some of that stuff. And so, just to have the hand-me-down equipment from the gym we were in, that we we're in in Hendersonville. Um, they, I mean, it's it's prime stuff yeah. for them. Like, this mm-hmm. is the newest stuff they've ever seen. Is this? Did Arnold Schwarzenegger use it? <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, this, he did. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, there's this American guy yeah. that's doing this thing. Yeah, and yeah. So it's a definitely a word yeah. of mouth. Send in immediately. Thing. That's you know, that's your foot in the door. You're looking yep. for with that. So, yeah, yeah. That's cool. No doubt. So do they have like you know structured class times like we would have out here or is it just kind of like you know whenever the sun comes up everybody just shows up and goes at it yeah no well they have structured class times but the the culture there is very laid back mm-hmm. so nine o'clock means sometime before 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> it's like nigerian time right yeah now. yeah We're so, on nigerian yeah time. so we call it nicaragua time because yeah. it is like uh-huh. everything's ish you know like right that's funny the, the one thing I did learn was that uh, manana doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow. It just means not today. Uh, yeah, another day. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, really, I thought that meant tomorrow. Yeah. Like, not, not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, that's actually kind of a good way to live. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. yeah, they'll live to be 150. Yeah, exactly. So are you actually, you know, you've been going down there for a while now. Are you, like, fluent in Spanish? Uh, no. I'm, I'm taking classes still. Um, I can understand probably 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely communicate, but yeah. like if you went with me and you heard me speak, you yeah. would be like, oh, he's fluent. Right. But people, if you like Spanish speaking people, uh-huh. if you tell them you that I'm fluent, to... they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they, start, yeah. Yeah. they, start, they yeah. start going at warp speed at you. Yeah, yeah. You're burying me. I don't right. get it. Yeah. How did you deal with language barrier? Did you have people try to like, yeah. help you translate and stuff? Yeah, so I used the translators that I that were with the mission agency that I went over okay. with okay. originally. So we would pay them to come with us and, and help us out until Alex, the guy that I met at the gym, until he learned yeah. English. And so, yeah, cool. so now he's with me. Always, He's always with me. Always with <laughs> yeah. you. So does yeah. Alex, does he, like, program the workouts now, or does that still come down, like, from you or somebody else? Yeah, so they actually follow the same program when we do it across the Henderson. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. So it makes it, makes it simple. They've got to sub some things out because they don't have the equipment that yeah. we do. But, yeah, it's the same program. And that's what's so cool, I think, about CrossFit is, like, even though they don't have the equipment, CrossFit is, is scalable. Like, you can do, you know, if you don't have the right equipment, there's a way to scale down and yeah. still do a similar movement. So I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. It's also cool when you can say, yeah, we have two locations, one in Hendersonville. <laughs> <laughs> 
and one in Nicaragua. Cal couldn't say yeah. that with a straight face. Yeah. Couldn't get yeah. to his own joke. Yeah. Well, which location which, which are you at? Yeah. Which location are you going to today? Yeah. Yeah. That's not convenient. Yeah. We also have one in Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you located? Okay, you're closer to the Nicaragua. So I, I don't want to jump ahead of Lance's questions, no, but I, I'm just thinking about your your vision and your building, and I, I think and things like that cost money. So mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you have support financially? I mean, how, where does that come from? Uh, so we have all of our support is from um, from friends and family, people that believe in what we're doing, and um, you know, Lord's been super faithful in that. Like, even now, like one of my biggest fears was you know people are losing their jobs, and right. you know, what, we were, we had to cancel our banquet, which is about a sixty percent of our budget Good. deal, and yeah. that was that, and we were terrified of like what's what's going to happen. Yeah, and. Um, Man, we haven't missed a beat. It's been awesome. That's if we're awesome, gonna dude. if we're gonna do that facility, we'll have to we'll have to do some extra yeah. <laughs> some extra work. Some car washes, yeah. lemonade yeah, stands, yeah. <laughs> bake <laughs> sale, sell a lot of muffins. Let us, let so us if know. you're not using those cookies, I'm gonna take those. <laughs> wrap those up and keep them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is more of a torture test, is what Lance said. Yeah. He said, "I'm gonna sit these in front of him and see how long it will take him." So you've, you're going about yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm impressed. So. Crushing it, yeah. Well, I was just saying, I know there are people listening to this that are thinking, "I'd love to help out." Like, how yeah. would they do that? So, getstrongministries.com. That sounds so bad when you say that. Getstrongministries.com has a donate donate link on there to to do that so that'd be super helpful for sure and you touched on something i think is important that my wife and i have discussed luckily we've both been fortunate our jobs have not been affected by any of the pandemic or anything going on with that but always keep in mind if you can i know times are tough but man there's so much so many charitable arms whether Mm -hmm. it's get strong ministries or your own church or Mm -hmm. whatever uh, Red Cross, you name it, that depend on generosity. And I know that's always the first thing to get cut when things get tight. But, you know, I encourage you, if you can, just to keep giving to those type of ministries. Because, like, you're listening here with – I never would have known this existed had Lance not not brought you in, and I'm glad he mm-hmm. did. But it's like, gosh, man, how can I help out with this? I'm ready to – Buy some cookies. Yeah, ready I, to buy I, some I'm cookies. ready to buy some cookies. <laughs> and Adam, Adam's Scott's agreed to match any ten. donation. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum one dollar. <laughs> yeah, how many chapters did I have to read in that book again? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, something I noticed you talked about on your um, some of your, I read some of your blogs and watched some of your stuff to kind of prepare and, and learn more about you. But you know, obviously, discipleship's a big part of your life, and mm-hmm. and something you had on there is always my favorite. My favorite thing in the Bible. It's always it goes to Matthew twenty eight nineteen when when. Christ is literally leaving the earth. This is it. I'm done. I've I've resurrected. I've spent my time with you guys to prepare you to go out in the world. He could have said anything to him. Hey, you guys, be sure you wear the same shirt or you know whatever. He could have gave him any advice, and it was you know go into the world, you know make disciples of people, baptize them. You know it was it was the his last call to them. This is what I need you to do, mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about that because I think that's that's literally what you've done with your life since that time by Baker's Market. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there, there's a lot of, maybe there's not a lot of evangelism. I feel like there's a lot of evangelism, you know, where we, where you're telling people, but then it's like we leave them there sometimes. Right. It's like, oh, good, he said yes. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got your stamp, buddy. Get right. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that's not where the good stuff happens. Right. Like, that's just the start. That's not the, that's not the finish line. And so, um, I grew up in church, and I never had 
anybody really just teach me how to walk through it. I'm sure I heard it, and I sure, and I'm, I'm not sure there's some timing involved in that and how well I was listening. But, but for somebody to systematically take me through and just teach me how to be a man, uh, a godly man, was I mean, it it changed everything about me. And I want people to experience that, yeah, uh, because it's not it is it's a blast. It's not what I thought it was. Like I would see those guys that I went to that I grew up in church with, and like I don't even I don't even want to be like that guy. Right. Like, I hope I don't turn out like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, there, there are just so much that that the Lord can use just who you are. Like it's you don't have to turn into somebody else. He can he he uses what you you know what he's gifted you with, and that's what he wants you to use. Um, and so. That's super important to me. That yeah. part that you, you know, that, that verse, the one part you didn't say was teaching them to obey everything I've, yep. that I taught you. Like, not just, don't go just make a, make a disciple. Don't just go convert somebody and leave them. Yep. Like, teach them and stay. And so that's why we keep going to Okatal. We yep. want to invest in that place and invest in those people and teach them how to do it. Because if that happens, they're going to tell other people yep. about Christ. Because I think the the word discipleship a lot of times gets looked over because you can, like you said, you can do one of two things. We could all make believers. You know, okay, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good luck with life. Mm-hmm. But if you're really making a disciple, and, and the examples there in the Bible, like Christ took these 12 men and just didn't say, all right, y'all are followers of me now. You go that way. You go that way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, good luck. We'll meet back maybe some point down the road. He's like, yeah. oh, you follow me. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you how to do all this. Yeah. And even after his resurrection, he spent you know day, several days with him before he left to go to heaven. Like, hey, I, y'all have to pay attention. I'm preparing you. Mm-hmm. When I'm gone, I'm gone. It's on y'all. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing is, like you said, making making believers is one thing, and it's awesome to see somebody give their life to Christ, but it's so much more rewarding to see somebody become a disciple mm-hmm. and watch their spiritual growth. Yeah. yeah, the biggest the biggest thing is to ha- for me is to happen when somebody's wife comes. It says, "Man, I appreciate what you've done yeah. with my husband." I'm like, "Trust me, it wasn't me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he can yeah. tell you it wasn't me, right? But that is when you know that things are different. When the wife's like, "That guy's a different yeah. guy." He has muscles now, and he falls. Louis Bueno. Well, can you uh, you you mentioned your website? Yeah, yeah. Which is getstrongministry.com. Get You're yeah. on Instagram and Facebook. Plug your uh, social media. Yeah, Instagrams, Get Strong Ministries. Also, Facebook, same. He's got a he got that handle locked yeah, up. That's good. Yeah. That's better than us. Where's we got all kinds of handles going? <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what all our. You stuff. never know. I can't keep up with them. We were going to get you a T-shirt, but we had to fire our merchandising guy because we only had a medium and a small left. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're yeah. running up to that. Our what was our yeah. VP of sales, Adam? Is that who yeah. we yeah. talked to? Okay. We were going to sew them together and make an extra large, yeah. but uh, <laughs> sew machine broke. So. If we put a medium on this man, it'll disappear. It's yeah. just yeah. Gonna, <laughs> like Hulk is wearing medium. <laughs> Next order. Well, yeah, yeah. Order. Next, next yeah. order. We got yeah. you, Scott. Yeah. Deal. That's, but, that's um, awesome. Yeah, Scott, thank you for being here. Yeah, um, this is awesome. Thank I, you. I think um, I speak for the rest of the guys. I feel like I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Um, I just really feel motivated by listening to you and just appreciate you being open with us. And sure. Yeah. It was awesome. And, you know, Adam, of course, will be working on a Spanish version to release to the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so it's our listeners Excellent. in Nicaragua can check us yeah, out. So yeah. good. But That'd you can do great. that, Adam, right? Yeah. El Common Pod. Seriously, thank you, Scott. We really yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and sure. all, all fair, we'll get me. some tips to how to keep our kids talking to us at 23 and 19. There you so, go. Yeah. Right. That'll be on phase two. <laughs> yeah, phase yeah. two. Thanks, Scott, man. It's going to be expensive. Yep. Yeah. 
That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Common Pod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.